Here's your St. Louis Live news update. Cardinals fall to the Dodgers 2-1 in 13 innings. Lance Lynn gave the Cardinals eight innings pitch, surrendering only one run. It wasn't enough, though, as Logan Forsythe doubled in the bottom of the 13th to give the Dodgers a walk-off victory. The Birds are back in action tonight as Mike Leake takes the mound versus Rich Hill. The start time is 9-10, and coverage can be found on Fox Sports Midwest. Tom Cruise has confirmed rumors that a sequel to the 1986 classic Top Gun is in the works. The star revealed the news on an Australian talk show saying it is definitely happening. He added that filming will begin within the next year. Sources inside the NFL owners meeting yesterday said that a frustrated Jerry Jones stood up, walked to the front of the room, and set Roger Goodell in his lap. He began to speak while moving the commissioner's lips up and down. Jaguars owner Shahid Khan said, it's just more efficient this way. I honestly don't know why we haven't done this sooner. Although awkward, most owners agreed with Khan's sentiment. Roger Goodell could not be reached for comment. For all your St. Louis Live updates, follow at Live St. Louis on Twitter. Now back to St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Michael Gaines. Good morning, St. Louis. You're now tuned in to St. Louis Live. That's right, St. Louis Live, five days a week, right here on 920 AM WGNU, streaming live at weareliveradio.com. And download us. Heck, if you don't have an iPhone, no problem, Gaines. You ask where can we download. Where, we can, live. where can we download. St. We Louis are live. live. St. Louis Live. Stitcher. Podcast Republic. Any of those great apps, Google Play, Google Music, all those places. You can find We Are Live, the uncensored podcast as well as this radio show. If you missed the first, second hours today, the second hour will be up shortly. The first hour is already up. What are you waiting on? I think also we just came back from break from a friend of the show, and you can actually go to our website and check out that interview. That was the great uh, George Clinton. We have had George Clinton on What before. a fun interview he was. Yeah, very interesting. He was interesting. a delightful Again, man. I know him as the, the stealer of the show of the movie PCU. With, of course, the great Jeremy Piven. David Spade. Such a great film. John Favreau. Favreau was in it. Yeah. Several others. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. We've got morning melee results this hour. We'll get into Fair Foul at the end of the show. $10 gift certificate to Southtown Pub. And on that note, you need to check it out again. Southtownpub.net. The Rustic Room is open. And we're going to plan an event there for July, I believe, guys. So Southtown Pub! Vroom, vroom. I love meats. They have the meats. No, that's that's Fairway Automotive. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't been by Fairway Automotive yet, uh, drop in as well. Cup of coffee. Get your oil changed. Mainly for the coffee. But if you like cars and you Stream want your Netflix your on their Wi-Fi. Run up their uh, bandwidth. What do you think? <laughs> that makes sense. That, but just stop by, say hello. Don't don't steal from there. Yeah, that would be a bad move. like what happened recently. But uh, they're kicking, they're they're pushing forward, helping out people in the St. Louis area with their automotive needs. Go in, check out, support them, a local business again. Damn you, criminal element! Fairway Automotive. Check out their Facebook reviews online on Facebook and leave one of your own after you go there and you have great service. And uh, I believe the brawler posted the uh, formidable coffee options. In the Friends of Wall group yesterday. So 
Again, a friend of St. Louis Live is a friend of yours, as I always say. Trav, what do you want to get into, man? Well, before I get into my uh, my MVT talk, uh, last night, of course, the Cavaliers of Cleveland defeated the Boston Celtics and actually what turned out to be finally a pretty entertaining basketball game. How uh, my boy Kelly do? Uh, 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 you know, he, again, solid chess he passes. He set some screens. But uh, the, the big moment, though, of the day, of the game, and was in the first half when LeBron James was left in after receiving his third foul by Teron Liu. And less than two minutes later, LeBron picked up his fourth foul. For the first time in an NBA career, LeBron James picked up four fouls in the first half of the game, and the Celtics went into the half up isn't 10. That, isn't that illegal? I can't do that to LeBron. Not, not to the king. So the Celtics went into, again, the Celtics are doing this without their best player, Isaiah Thomas. And they went into the break up 10. But uh, they also have a young man by the name of Kyrie Irving, who many consider perhaps uh, one of the best, if not the best, point guard in the NBA. And he absolutely turned into Uncle Drew as he propelled the Cavaliers back into the game. And then LeBron did what he normally does best. Knocking down some clutch shots. I believe they were 21 of 24 to start the second half, and the Cavaliers ended up winning 112 to 99, sending the series back to Boston, but with Cleveland up 3 to 1. So uh, it's all but a wrap for the Celtics, and it looks like we're going to get for the third consecutive year, should the Cleveland Cavaliers win game five, the Warriors versus the Cavs in the rubber match. Between the Warriors and Cavs and LeBron James and Steph, but this time the Warriors will be bringing one Kevin Durant. So that was cool. And but then uh, NHL, the Senators forced a Game Seven with a two-one victory over the Penguins, and so there will be a Game Seven to determine who will go on to the Stanley Cup Finals to take on the Predators please, of Nashville. Please be Senators, Predators. Do you because you want a Canadian team in there? No, no, because no one's going to care. That is, NHL. you can that have disaster. Pittsburgh, which at least brings in the the historical fans, and it's East Coast Senators. You have Canadian team that's not the marquee, Canadian, yeah, that's yeah. not the Habs, and, uh, and and then Nashville, which. Is a fun story if they're up against Pittsburgh, but this is yeah, kind of, it's a weird. Nashville's fun if it's Pittsburgh. It's not that it's fun. It's weird. If it's yeah, it's like okay, well, this is a, a strange thing. Yeah, with the Senators going. Uh, my MVT today was essentially discussing the power, not only of the internet, but the power of these very popular social media apps, both Tumblr and Twitter, and how I think this may be. Whether Hollywood wants to acknowledge it or not, the wave of the future. And I, you're I look, praying. You just. You I kind of. Here's why. Like, it's gonna be a movie. Well, here's the thing. And I, look, I'm coming up with this term. No one has designated this term, but I like to call it open source entertainment. And the reason why I call it that is that again, it allows the public, the audience, to essentially set the premise and the characters. Uh, something we have done on this show in the past, where we see an idea or we see a particular premise, and we think, oh, that'd be a great film. Well, this happened recently. There was a photo at a fashion show, a New York Fashion Week, about six to eight months ago. And uh, along the row of celebrity row of people watching this fashion show, there was this very cool picture of Rihanna in shades next to the actress Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o, who was dressed very meekly, 
but it's a beautiful looking picture of two very beautiful women enjoying a fashion show. And so someone on Tumblr found the picture and they brought it over to Twitter and someone commented on the photo and saying, this looks like Rihanna. It looks like a, a premise for a film where Rihanna scams rich white men out of money and Lupita comes up with the heist. And so it got a bunch of retweets. It went viral. People laughed. And it got to a point where someone decided to actually at Rihanna and showcase the idea. They said to Rihanna, ha, how funny would it be if you guys did this movie? Rihanna, in kind, then responds, shoot, I'm down. Lupita's down. So she at the actress Lupita Nyong'o on Twitter, to which she says, hell yeah, I'm down for it. So you got these two actresses in this photo, and people are like, that'd be cool if you guys did a movie. No one really thought of anything of it until actress, the two director, Ava DuVernay, uh, who, of course, directed the film Selma. Uh, very, uh, She's a very up-and-coming, big-time director. She also saw it, and someone suggested to her. Someone added Ava DuVernay on Twitter and said, you should direct it. And she immediately said, okay, I will do it. It so, smells like Studio Illuminati. Well, work. it possibly oh, could be. Random. <laughs> oh, what an idea. Oh, totally sourced this way. <laughs> well, then... She decided to at uh, the writer, Issa Rae, who is responsible for the web series Awkward Black Girl and the HBO show Insecure, a very successful comedy show. We Langston had Kerman. Langston Kerman, friend, friend of, of the, the show. show. Also joining us here on... Brother of the show. Thank you very much. And so she, he, she said, well, I will do the film if Issa writes it. She said, I'm on board. I will write it. Well, as everyone knows, well, those in the industry, Cannes Film Festival is taking place currently right now in France. And so Netflix had representatives over there, and they have hashed out a deal. The project is to begin um, starring all these characters. So Netflix has bought the rights to this film premise. They don't have a script yet, but the idea itself has been bought by Netflix and will be coming to theaters here soon. Literally, I'll read you the tweet in which it says they got it all jumped. It's over 100,000 retweets. Rihanna looks like she scams rich white men, and Lapita is the computer-smart best friend that helped plan the scans. And so this went all the way to these actresses and everyone in Hollywood, and now it's going to be a movie. I think this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So I think this is probably the wave of the future, which got me thinking. Chris, go ahead and put together your own movie based off a popular meme. Is there a popular meme that jumps out to you that you would love to see a movie of? Yeah, you call it the catch, where a mentally disabled. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Bit of a jughead yeah. of a guy. Okay. Um, lucks into catching a home run. Oh. And his family finally has peace. Ah. He's, he's achieved what he wants to achieve. It's been something that's been, uh, you know, he won't shut up about certain things. He keeps trying to go back to his high school. And then uh, the home run is actually hit by his hero because his hero is a slow infielder. Gaines, I feel like he's referencing a very popular gif that's sweeping the airwaves, that's sweeping the Twitter sphere. It's, it's Chris being confused between meme and gif again. So I, under, <laughs> I, I, under, I, I understand. I started doing that, and I was like, damn it, are they going to call me on that? <laughs> Carlos Danger says Chris wants a Pepe the Frog movie. 
Oh my god! Wasn't that the is the cartoon that was hijacked by the, uh, the alt right? Yeah. Not even you can't even call them the alt right. They're like we're trying to be hip. Like, you're no. Nazis, guys. You're no. Nazis. Stop right. trying to rebrand Nazis. You want to you want to be Nazis that don't? It's been a long time, Travis. It's time for a rebrand. Nothing like rebooting Nazis. The uh, the frog would be great. I hope Pixar jumps on that one quickly. You know the meme of the guy on his phone. With yes. the, yeah, that's good. Uh, movie behind that. Uh, he just he, that's a really concerning phone call. <laughs> like that's taken four. That's like taken that's four. The, oh, that's okay. taken I was four. gonna say it could be that he could be the president, <laughs> and he's hearing that a, a nuclear bomb just went off somewhere. <laughs> I want to see a movie around Salt Bay. But he's actually a villain, and he's been sprinkling anthrax uh, on everyone's food. That's good. And, and I, Who'd you still have? Who tweeted that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who no, did no, you? No, who yeah. tweeted that? It, it, no one tweeted uh, that. I'm, a, no. I'm on Travis, it. No one tweeted it. That's the film. Can I have a new nickname for Travis? Travis <laughs> lacks any original thought. <laughs> Terrell. Travis is really like my crazy uncle and believes anything he reads on the internet. Oh my goodness! That's KFB. <laughs> um, no, I think that would be great, and I obviously. The guy playing Salt Bay would be Tom Hardy. That's a, that's a good. Yeah. That would be a. Would you not see that film? I would go and see Salt Bay, who's going around restaurants sprinkling anthrax, and the people are like, "Oh my God, it's so hot! It's so oh, cool!" Will Smith like, has to uh, to stop. It. Yep, <laughs> I exactly. I haven't found it yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. Ava DuVernay is set to actually uh, direct a Wrinkle in Time for Disney. Uh, so she's, like I said, one of the hottest directors presently in Hollywood. And Issa Rae, uh, the second season of HBO's Insecure, will debut July 23rd. I just think it's really cool that something that started off as a funny tweet is now going to be a movie where I would imagine a lot of people are going to go out and see. If you see the photo, and we'll post it on the St. Louis Live uh, account, it's, it does look like they are on the set of a heist film. It just is a really cool photo of two extremely beautiful women, Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o. I, I'm absolutely game for this. I don't know what it's going to be called. I, I don't care who else is in this movie, but the fact that it went from the, the likes of Twitter, who would have thought? I don't think Jack Dorsey thought this is what was going to come of Twitter. Do you think? No, when he was hanging out at Bishop de Berg? I don't think he thought he was going to be losing money every year. Well, I don't think he also thought that as Can well. We Gaines, and maybe you don't have the insight I seek. Travis, I know you'll just proclaim everything will be fine yeah. because it consumes 90% of your life. It, 95. What's the end goal with Twitter? Like what they keep it, it keeps going negative. They went public. I mean, where where it's do ba- they... it's been battling back. It yeah. has, the the stock price has. What is gonna what's gonna take it over that? I mean, are they gonna just have to get more interactive? Like you said, Travis uh was a big fan of the NFL streaming uh through Twitter. Yeah. I mean, what do they do? Do they have to completely reinvent themselves outside of just this messaging system? Because honestly, it does get used for it's 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 at this weird point where there's Facebook completely dominates up to the second interaction. Whereas tweets are more, Twitter, I feel well, like, is more like, I'm going to throw this out there to see if it can get some traction. Uh, Twitter, to me personally, uh, and maybe I just don't, you see some people being able to use it locally very effectively. But, I mean, there are there are super famous people that, you know, their Twitter is not very reactive. You know what I mean? Well, like, you'll have Twitter's that. the newspaper at your fingertips. That's literally what Twitter right. is. And like, real Facebook's time. not that. And in yeah. real time, in many respects. I think... I think, well, Jack Dorsey has recently... Facebook's the newspaper comment section. Very much yeah, so. Oh, absolutely. True. More than, yeah, more than yeah. I care to admit. The old letters to the editor. Very much <laughs> so. 
But I think with Twitter now, Jack Dorsey has even talked about introducing a premium service. Correct. Yeah. Where he's think they're, they're thinking about potentially offering a premium service. I don't know how successful that would be. People often say that they enjoy their personal Twitter experience enough that they would consider paying maybe a monthly fee. I think what I think Twitter is so organic, and I think that's why it's hard to quantify as to its impact and what it means, especially on Wall Street, uh, because it's so organic and because it can shift so quickly. But from what I've seen and from my personal experience, I've seen comedians rise. I've seen writers rise. I think from the entertainment aspect, there are people who would not have gotten jobs, say, in publishing or writers on shows that have gotten them. So from the Hollywood aspect, I, I, I don't think you could have asked for anything else. I think as far as creating the conversations and the relationships with those people, people have gone a long way. you got to remember there was a guy, uh, dad, my, uh, dad thinks my, what was it, dad-ish, my dad says. There was an account, and it turned into a, a TV show. Yeah, it didn't turned into a TV show. It didn't last very yeah. long, but again, still more than most. I mean, the majority of performers don't get their own TV show. No, and like I said, it's it's allowed people again to create a reach when they do things like podcasting, like we do. It, we, it's allowed us to create a reach for people that we may have not have been in contact with. I personally have a, a positive experience with Twitter. I know a lot of people who don't and who don't care for it, but. I, I enjoy the conversations mainly because I think based on the people I follow and the way I go about it and handling my conversations, I learn a lot. So I get, it's, a, it's a big resource for me. I just think it's cool that you can literally take an idea and it can blow up into something real. Like it's a movie. That's kind of yeah, crazy. It's, it's, it's weird the world we live in, isn't it? I mean that could literally – the things that people would uh, – and for the most part, it is a waste of time that a lot of people use it for. But – those things could literally change you and generations of your family. Like it, it's that crazy. It's that powerful. Now again, to that reverse effect, um, and, and we've discussed this in the past. Uh, you can also lose your job, and you can also uh, end up in very difficult PR situations as well. So there's also a, a bit of a backlash too when it comes to things like Facebook and Twitter. Especially Facebook Live. We've gone on record several times on how I think they should probably get rid of that feature. I've gone on record. Let me put it that way. I, I think the feature, every time you see an article in the news about Facebook Live, it ain't for anything positive. You're like, oh, man, I saw a Facebook Live the other day that was actually informative and it helped my life and was good for society. Nope. Facebook Live is... Uh... I think it's great for companies. <laughs> it, I mean, Barstool Sports does live programming on Facebook Live daily, and it works out. Very, it works very for good. them. It does work. There are exceptions to the rule. It does work. But I think, holy speaking, um, Chatter runs a news show on. Facebook. They do. I noticed that. I saw that the other day. I thought that was very interesting. Again, it's. It. it I think the social media does do a very good job at times of getting rid of the middleman. And again, especially when you're in the industry like Hollywood and you're a comedian, like that's what you want. You want a direct line to your audience. Twitter does that, and it really also forces you to you got 140 characters. All right, let's see you be funny. Let's see what you got. You can't just put up some fart video for four minutes and hope people are going to follow and laugh and retweet it. you got to be creative. yourself. Well, that's also a good point. Gaines, what did you think about uh, the news about Uber, my friend? Did you see that? Gaines it is, makes sense to me. Yeah, they, there was I mean, a mess up. There's not a clear-cut 
What are we talking about here? What are we talking about here with, with uh, Uber? What happened? So in the New York Times, there is a story, Mr. Travis, about uh, Uber drivers being rewarded millions be- due to uh, an error uh, from the company, my friend. So Uber took millions from drivers. Now comes the payback. You ready for this? So how do, it'll, it'll probably spread out to what? You know, a very small amount for each person, I would assume. But uh, so this is reported yesterday, and I saw this. And I was like, okay, well, Gaines has done some Uber driving. Uh, made a mistake in the way it calculated its commissions at a cost of tens of millions of dollars to its specific New York drivers. The company vowed to correct the practice and make the drivers whole for the lost earnings. Ride-hailing service said it has been taking its cuts from a figure including state taxes rather than a pre-tax oh, fare. Oh, wow. Now, if I, they, are, they may be playing it right and they may be returning it. I'm so suspicious of every company that's ever paid a commission ever about where they're uh, coming from on their numbers. And it's generally on the up and up, but there's always that little hmm factor. Gaines, do you think this is on purpose? I, I mean, it could be, but it, it's it's more proof of it's a tech company that doesn't exactly know how every aspect of business should be run, in my opinion. Um, we've seen them with many PR fails, but it's also, I've, I said this when I started to drive Uber, like it's different on every trip. It's, it depends on the time uh, down to the millisecond of what you get paid. So it's very easy to make accounting errors when, when doing that. They, and of course, you would imagine, Chris, the taxi driver associations uh, certainly around aha! the country. Are, <laughs> yeah, they're having an aha moment, especially in New York, uh, where uh, one of the executive directors of an advocacy group for the New York Taxi Workers Alliance said that from the beginning, Uber built its business model on the assumption that we hate taxes and that it had a long passed this tax on to the drivers. So you would imagine a lot of folks are going to take this, and uh, at least certainly the t- taxi driver alliances of the world are going to take it and run with it. And this is going to see how this plays out also as well here in the state of Missouri. It's mainly because recently Governor Greitens and the House and Senate passed uh, basically new laws that uh, basically allows for the markets of Uber and Lyft uh, to work a little bit more freely throughout the state of Missouri. So I'm, I'm curious to see if this has any drastic effects. Also, there was a recent story also about the, the CEO of Uber and uh, his handlings of certain situation and how a lot of the shareholders are very reticent about the way he's gone about and handling a lot of these PR disasters going forward. So I, I think we've all have had great use, whether it's gains, obviously being able to drive for Uber or us on weekends, being able to utilize Uber, especially when you've been drinking out with friends and it takes you what feels like 90 minutes to two hours to get a cab to go from point A to point B. We certainly take advantage of such a very convenient service. To Gaines's point, I think this is kind of like cost of doing business in that when you have such a successful startup the way that Uber has, and it is extremely successful, especially in regards to its growth. I feel like this is kind of par for the course. And I could be wrong. I, and I, I'm not saying that they didn't do this on purpose. It's very possible. They could have, you know, let's see how long we can get away with it and maybe come and address it later. But I, I'm also thinking of the idea that, man, you got something this massive, that many people working for your company, it growing this fast. It makes sense that something like this could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in regards to the Facebook Live 
discussion earlier. Jimmy B texting in. Oh, yeah. FB Live is phenomenal for up-and-coming, highly successful <laughs> podcasts on Free Play Media Network. Oh, wow. I got the plug-in and everything. Go ahead and uh, invoice you on your next bill for <laughs> Let's Get Comfortable. <laughs> Download it today. <laughs> uh, also, another news, Chris, I know you're a big fan of his. Uh, you talk about him a lot, and, and I'm surprised you guys haven't gone on many dates, but it looks like oh. your friend uh, Roger Goodell is uh, becoming one of the cool kids again, Gaines. He made some changes yesterday that got the uh, the liberal fans of the NFL all excited. Now, we talked about the celebrations, but he also made some adjustments to the overtime rule. Yeah, down from 15 minutes to 10 minutes in overtime period now is a new rule change. That is, <sighs> I wish they would have gone college rules. I wish the NFL would just do that. Uh, see, but I'm on, like, if you're doing player safety, you can't go college rules. You think you can start the fifty-yard line? No, the, the long the games will go on forever. That's a possibility. What if you do it like okay after the second overtime you have to score a touchdown and the extra point? The games could still go on forever. I don't think so. No, I want to look at the. They pro- literally could. Yeah. This, well, yes. <laughs> well, we have no problem. When baseball does it. It's a I think a different sport with baseball, <laughs> and they're also discussing whether to shorten the. Extra inning games as well. Oh, nice. That's a good point. I Also, that wasn't the only main takeaway from the owners' meeting, of course, the dancing, and now the new overtime rule changes. The owners had a vote yesterday dealing with the story you discussed a few days ago in regards to the, the serious rain situation in Los Angeles, essentially forcing the Rams to postpone some of the building of this brand-new stadium that was going to be ready by 2019. It no longer will not be ready by 2019. 2020 is the date, thus putting the new stadium in jeopardy to host the Super Bowl. And the league made a decision on that yesterday. What was that decision? They uh, took the Super Bowl away, pushed it back a year, and now they will be playing that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Uh, Very, very interesting. You uh, You don't mess with the Super Bowl. That is the NFL's big event. It was the only event that they vote on uh, anonymously until the L.A. Uh, move. Wow. Um, but I think this is this is where the owners aren't going to give you leeway. You can own 800 other sports teams it in different matter. markets. It doesn't matter. But they're not going to give you uh, any leeway here. And their main concern was security. Um, Good point. Being uh, being a concern and a, a huge event like that, that is a, that is a real scare. Especially since that stadium... It- the, the Rams uh, and the FAA just recently settled their security dispute in regards to the location of this brand new stadium to LAX, and that, of course, being a, um, a potential uh, terrorist target. So you can understand the NFL and certainly the city of Los Angeles wanted to be very serious about handling that situation. Chris, is this another situation of Ram going Ram? Rams going Ram. Even the Rams can't even get the Super Bowl right. I don't feel comfortable talking about it, but I do think that Mike Lee can help us out with this discussion. Mike Lee on the line. Oh. Hey, Mike. How are you? What do you think about the Rams losing the Super Bowl? Uh, I, what year was that? Oh, fair question. Uh, it's moving from Los Angeles to Tampa Bay. Oh, it does suck. <laughs> yeah, you hey, tell Mike Lee. Thank you, you Mike, tell Lee. Mike Lee. Travis, you looked it, at me and was like, we don't always go to Mike for Super Bowl talk, but Chris, good, nice one, Devin. You know, you know, you know who, who, who played uh, when the Super Bowl is? Who? Kurt Warner. Yes, he did. He did. Good guy. Do you know him? 
Yeah, I got pictures. Come I met him when I met him uh, when he was football, and they got me newspaper with Kurt Warner. Are you kidding me? Nah, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> they got me a newspaper with Kurt Warner. I got I got a picture with Kurt Warner when he won Super Bowl. Now, who do you think when you go out in public, people recognize more you or Kurt Warner? I I like Kurt Warner better because he's he the greatest. He when he won Super Bowl with, uh, with the, the Rams. That's a good point. I like to say Mike is very humble, very very objective. I like he that. is. Mike, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Where's Carter at? She will be back soon. She's sick today, buddy. Oh, so what? So you yesterday when I was at work and uh, some girl comes sticking say say Mike Lee. Oh, boy. Ooh, doggy. Give us a call back. Carly will be in later this week. Thanks, Mike. Take care, Mike. Mike Lee. Getting ladies stopping by. Second shake. No, to your point, uh, just want to talk to Mike for a second. Everybody loves hearing from Mike Lee. Uh, this, yeah, more of the same, Travis. And we sound like babies in St. Louis saying this is exactly what we're talking about. To Gaines' point, you don't mess with the Super Bowl with them. If I mean, that is their... That's it. It's the crown jewel. It's their Super Bowl. It, yeah? Yeah? Anybody? I, I, uh, no, you, you don't mess with this. And this is just more incompetence at a high level. Or maybe not incompetence. These are smart people, I think, to a certain degree. Maybe not player personnel-wise. Business-wise, they know what they're doing, I, I suppose. But this is just more of the same uh, lack of care. And it's rooted in arrogance. And it will always be as such. And you will continue to do this. If it's not, like we said, hey, don't feel bad. If you hate St. Louis, that's fine. Don't laugh if you're Charlotte. Don't laugh if you're (laughs) another one because you will be next. (laughs) Yeah, as Jay Z used to say, you could be next on that Summer Jam screen. And so you're exactly right to that point. And Gaze makes a great point. You don't touch the Super Bowl. And I can't think, like this, the rollout of the Rams, the, the rollout of football back to LA. Has just been maybe maybe my bias is showing when I say disastrous, but it's pretty damn close in my opinion. It's almost as if they don't care about the fans. It's weird, right? It's I get and to the NFL's credit, them not talking too much about it doesn't do them. It does them more good than anything else because you're not reminded of how terrible of a rollout it's been for the Rams. But not having the stadium ready, and, and I will again give them maybe a little bit of credit. It has been a lot of unseasonable rain in SoCal. They had some flooding and then even some some landslides uh, very recently because of the weather. But the, the rollout hasn't, um, I would imagine, gone as planned. You shouldn't LA. lose a Super Bowl if you have, I don't care if it's three months yeah. remaining. But that was the big pitch, remember? The big pitch was, we can finally have the Super Bowl in L.A. And yeah. now you're forced to kick it down and the road. they'll still do it. And I don't know. It just It's one of those where... If you've been wronged by someone, everything they do wrong <laughs> is going to seem wronger. It reminds me of the scene, and I know you guys have seen it because you talk about it a lot off the air. It reminds me of a scene in Color Purple where Seely would, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she pointed the, <laughs> and he uh, played by the wonderful, the wonderful Whoopi Goldberg. He almost and, killed me. <laughs> she, I just pictured me and Gaines having a coffee. And talking about the color purple. Yes. 
Under, like, not with you there. <laughs> Kane, do you want to break that down sometime? I'm looking up the Rotten Tomatoes score. That's got to be It'll be no, that, you got to get Those are ones where it, it tickles the liberal heart. Oh, get out of here. It's a good film. 88%. Ah, I was going to say 90. A sentimental tale that reveals great emotional truths in American history. Boom. 94% of the audience liked it. Boom. Uh, Is that good? point of view. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, no. Yes, so, I, Gaines, 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 Gaines. You want to do a podcast, just me and you. About Color Purple? What, um, Chris, Chris and Michael break down black films. <laughs> what? i never seen that film, Travis. You've never seen Color Purple? Nope. Are you serious? Yes. Why? Why haven't you seen this film? Well, I wasn't alive when it came out. Shut up. That's stupid. But okay, continue. And um, I never probably saw the reason to like, rent it at so Blockbuster. Rena, you never saw a reason to watch a Steven Spielberg movie? Did you go to the Blockbuster on uh, watch at Chippewa and Hampton? Or which did. one did you go to? Chippewa and Hampton. It's a total access urgent care now. Uh, not a sponsor, Gaines. Well, people are gonna. People are just rushing over rushing to urgent to the care. Total access urgent cares. <laughs> Essentially, in the film, you idiots have never seen, and I'm disgusted that you haven't. But sure, I you didn't see. You don't see Bridge of Have you seen Color Purple, Chris? No, oh, okay, no. you son of a. But it was a movie. A part are of you the guys movie. alive? You guys were alive, weren't you? You, you do know you can watch films that you weren't alive for that were released in theaters. This thing called the Flicks of Net. It's I'm about not, to check it's it out. Not on Netflix. Hey, ever since we did the uh, Pure Flix breakdown on our uh, everyone sending you Pure Flix breakdown. No, on our uncensored podcast, um, Trav, I uh, <laughs> Facebook now thinks it's pertinent for me to. <laughs> they send you updates. See every Pure Flix ad. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sean Astin was in one. Stop! Don't do that. Samwise Gamgee. Uh, it's in the movie. It's Ruby Goldberg turns to Danny Glover, who's been abusing her entire life and she finally gets the strength to walk away from his years of abuse she turns to him and says everything you've done to me i've already done to you and then some and that's what i feel when i see the rams and they struggle i did you want everything football to the color purple i did i compared the rams and their abusive relationship to the fans in st louis and now see them struggle is is me sealy pointing to uh Harpo. Was it Harpo? No, it wasn't Harpo. I'm getting my characters confused. Either way, it was Danny Glover's character, and it was a great film, and I'm disgusted that my two white co-hosts have yet to see it. That was super interesting, Travis. You have to see the movie to get it. In fact, look, I've tried this, and I know you guys won't do it, despite the fact that being extremely successful films, you're not going to watch Tyler Perry. I've given up on it. I've given up on the idea of you guys watching Tyler Perry. Is it racist? Absolutely. But that's fine. I will accept that. Can you please, though, this upcoming weekend... Take two and a half hours out of your day to watch The Color Purple. I saw the uh, that one movie with Patrick Swayze. Ghost. 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 Oh saw God. that one. Uh, Barnard Brawler has never seen Color Purple either, oh but my God. he did watch uh, Remember the Titans, so he understands race relations. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Remember the Titans, Travis. You said you saw Coach Carter, so you have a strong understanding of the urban community. Yeah, what, was, what is your deepest fear? Why does he keep asking me that? Our deepest fear is that... Not that we are inadequate, is that we are powerful beyond all measure. It's not our light, that our darkness is shining most bright. I hate him. I hate both of you. I'm disgusted. Justin, get on the freaking mic and answer this question. Have you seen Color Purple? Well, bits and pieces of it. Oh, my God. That's a lie. He hasn't seen any of it. 
Hey, That's he, what you say when you don't want to question a follow-up. Yeah. Question. Like, oh, I know. saw enough of a preview that That's I can name one. one That's exactly. a preview. <laughs> I'm say. That's what you say when you have a black wife. I want to keep a happy home. Hey, I like Tyler Perry. But look, that doesn't count. You get that, and that's just not the only black film. Let me tell you something. Boo, a Medea ha- Halloween is a national treasure. Thank I've you. seen Big Mama's House. What, na- what not- nation? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Goodness. <laughs> I used to watch Martin on UPN. Uh, okay, that's at least a start. Chris, did you even watch Martin? Yeah, I was obsessed with Martin. Okay, Shanene. Oh God. Okay. That was least... my. Do you th- do you think that would have went over well? Me doing my Shanene uh, impression as uh, as an eight year old? Probably not. Probably not. Shouldn't do have you, done it. Can, can you do a Shanene impression right now? I forgot what. Uh, I forgot I what like they sound like. Yeah. Uh, uh, how you doing? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. This. The, no, I don't remember what. He sounded like as Shanene. You don't really remember the show. No, I did. I watched every episode. Did you? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm impressed. I, I watched Rock. Travis. Yeah, you did say that. Come I find on. that amazing that you watched Rock. Yes. Uh, yeah, don't come down on me for, for Martin, pal. Gaines, you had to step your game up. You haven't named one black TV show or movie that you watched. I just said I've seen Martin on UPN. I watched the Cosby show on Nick and Knight. Nah, and the Cosby show doesn't count anymore. Now. Yep, sorry. I got to use it. It does count. Nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope. What about Family Matters? How many seasons of Family Matters? Give it a bop. Family, you well, I used to watch Family Matters on TBS, I think it used to be during okay. the day. Okay, yeah, you're too young for this. Now, whenever Urkel teamed up with Grandmama for the... Two on two tournament, Travis. Is that what it was? Yeah, it I'm was. Talking about iconic TV and a cross-dressing black man. Well, you know about all like the the fan theories about Family Matters. Like what? Carl Winslow was a cop in Die Hard, Die Hard he, but he killed some kid and then had to move away. Carl <laughs> Winslow also was sleeping with Richie's mom, who was his wife's sister. sister right? right? Yeah. That's like in one. real life or on the show? No, on the, like on the show. Like that's a fan theory. The way some scenes play out, it looks like he was getting a little from uh, his wife's sister. So Carl Winslow, great dad. Not a great <laughs> husband. <laughs> Who is your favorite TV dad? Who is a TV dad that you absolutely... Al Bundy. He, Al Bundy's your... <laughs> Paul Kai had six touchdowns like, in one game. We're, we're going down a road here, but he's Cliff Huxtable. He okay. was my favorite. Uh, Heathcliff. Heathcliff. He did it. Not Bill Cosby. He did go Dr. Huxtable. Remember, yeah. when, remember when Theo it's wanted all, a, It scorched her. <laughs> no, Theo wanted a motorcycle, and then he gave him Monopoly money, and then he was like, all right, do you want a girlfriend? Here's $100 for it. You want to rent? Here's $500 for rent, $200, and then he was left with no money, and then Theo made the sensible decision and didn't get him. That was a great episode. Malcolm Again, Jamal Warner. it's no longer... <laughs> Accessible for these. Yeah, you, yeah, Al Bundy, easily the best. Al Bundy, didn't he? <laughs> he? He scored four touchdowns, by the way, I think. You gave was him it? two extra touchdowns. I was six. <laughs> he was a woman's shoe salesman. Yes. For years, by the way. Uh, his Matthews from Boy Meets World. Mr. Matthews. Oh, yeah. Alan, Alan was pretty good. He was. He was actually he was a very good dad. I, yeah. That, I would have thought one. Travis would have went with uh, Frank Duffy. Patrick Duffy, excuse me. Oh, uh, that well, he was a very good TV dad. I uh, preferred uh, Uncle Phil. I thought Uncle Phil was the perhaps He's the uncle, but no, he was also yeah. a father. Though. No, no, no. Yeah, Uncle Phil. It was an uncle. Well, was characters, that? Uncle what? Phil. Billy Fat Pants is Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Ooh. My favorite dad was uh, Will Smith's actual dad. But he didn't. Say. He, he ain't got time for that. 
People that uh, we, got a, we got a winner here. Frank Costanza was the best TV dad of all time, and I'll fight anyone who disagrees from our resident, uh, the corner of uh, of. Uh, well, he may be on to something from Yale Holland. Yeah, he may be on. I think something. we'll stick with Jerry Stiller, but Arthur and uh, King of Queens isn't that his name. Didn't see it's it. Great. Never really it's watched great King dad. of Queens because I have taste. <laughs> it was on for like eight seasons. Did you watch that? I watched a few episodes. King of Queens it was actually pretty funny. Nine seasons, says... Yeah, uh, oh, nine seasons? It was a pretty, pretty funny show. It was a pretty funny show. Nine seasons. You can't say a show's not funny for nine seasons. Uh, yeah, you could. Nine seasons, Chris? On CBS? That's that's a good one. That's a good one, though. You you Technically, when you're on CBS, you get an automatic four seasons. <laughs> I think Rob Schneider's show at least got two seasons. Didn't, didn't Rob get two seasons? Oh, that, he had a TV show? Yeah, oh, exactly. I, I think that one got season. two seasons. They got one season? We've got the Rhino apparently is an expert oh, of CBS uh, all television. bad TV. <laughs> apparently. I'm getting lots of signals. He's like, no, it's this. <laughs> J-Bro <laughs> says hottest TV dad equals Jason Seaver. Yes. I think it's hard to dispute. I mean, Danny Tanner, too, guys. Like, come on. You got a good point. Danny Tanner was... Tall, right up your alley, Chris. Tall. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob Saget's comedy act is a whole lot of uh, Family Matters references. That's weird because he was Family in Full matters. House. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't <laughs> 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 that great? Gaines was so excited, too. He's like, oh, he screwed that up. I got to make him pay. I got to make him Hey, DTL George Bluth Sr. is the greatest TV ah, dad of all time. Well played, <laughs> yes. have committed some light treason. <laughs> what about Howard Cunningham on Happy Days? That was a great, great TV show. Did you what get on a Red from that 70s show? Uh, oh, yeah. Red just wishes he was uh, the dad from the Wonder Years. That's all he wanted to how do How do we forget Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffin show? Uh, I don't know. Did you hand me a butterscotch as you said that? Like what? <laughs> Son of a... Catching an early bird special later today, yeah. Travis? Sorry. Hey, newsflash, they shut down Garavelli's cafeteria. <laughs> Got to get home by 11 for supper. Damn you Did all. Did you ever get taken to Garavelli's games? I never went. I passed it many times. <laughs> that was our... It was always our go-to. Like, we thought we were so funny to say we were going to go eat there and not. Then I really would have dated myself. I said Charles Ingalls. From Little House on the Prairie. Oh. Did you guys not like watch Little House on the Prairie? That was be- no, that was one of those where I would be ticked if they switched over when I was a little kid. When they switched over from Lassie reruns. Right. And then it switched over to Little House on the Prairie. I, I was like, well, guess I, I have to go it. outside. <laughs> that was my favorite show. Stephen Keaton from Family Ties. Dan Connor. Our very own John Goodman. Coming back. Indeed. He was an okay dad, I feel like. What about Mike Some Brady? Messed up, messed up kids. Nothing for Mike Brady. Weebay we from The Wire. Wait a minute. Weebay was a great dad, though. He lets his son get out of the game and have a future. That is true. Definitely Yell not. screaming, Fred Sanford! <laughs> Definitely not Mike Brady. Why not Mike Brady? Have you heard about the prequel to the Brady? Like, that divorce was really bad. He was throwing <laughs> candles against the wall. Was it really? Like, yeah, he got issues? Was, yeah, he was. That was bad. JC Williams from through. New York Undercover is the hottest TV dad. <laughs> Malik Yoba is hot. WCL. <laughs> we got a Malik Yoba reference. Who, who sent that in? Elliot Stabler was a pretty good TV him. dad. He, he, caught, he caught up his daughter's license because she got the DUI. But he, first he got her out of it, but then he caught up her daughter's, daughter's license. <laughs> what about Archie Bunker? Oh. He, was, he was the original Donald Trump. 
<laughs> it is. Is it Archie Bunker? I think we need the rhino's uh, <laughs> microphone when he's not busy doing his uh, his duties. I like having his laugh. It's a yeah, very hearty the laugh in the background. It's a very good laugh. And the laugh usually, track. It is, and and you he really will. Th- and I think he throws it a little whenever we don't have his mic on because he's going to make it on those mics one way or another. He, he I just bust him out. Do you throw your laugh so you end up? He is a fan of talk radio, so he knows how it goes. Um, again, gunning for Gaines' spot hey is now. the uh, husky-ish white guy. You know, you're not a fourth member. There's no fourth member on a radio show. This is a this is a two this is a two man show with one guy who talks too much, and you can't be another guy who talks too much. Don't well, you think? You guys will talk more. Ooh. No, I'm the guy who talks too much, games. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, who can forget George Lopez? I don't know why that was on the list. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Do you ever talk to like Mexican people about him? Man, they hate him. Do they? Yeah. They're, they're, how stereotypical he is and has really exploited their culture. For Get the, I saw this. I saw this the other day. So George Lopez uh, was doing a set, and this was shared by a comedian out of L.A. And he was serious that this actually happened. Okay. They they were at one of the you know fam- a comedy store or something in L.A. and I'm I'm not for sure on that part. George Lopez was coming in and they were all sitting around the green room, which is normal, right? That what's also normal. A bigger comic comes in, they got to get ready. Maybe you get told to shoe out of the green room. Right. Doesn't always happen. Right. Uh, not kidding you. <laughs> this comic said he was asked to leave the green room because George Lopez had to bring in his burrito maker. Like, this wasn't a race joke or anything. He literally had, like, a, a machine or something that prepared burritos for this. And he had to bring it in, and so they didn't odd. have room in the green room. That is so odd. Can you imagine being that level? I... Hey, up-and-comer, beat it. Oh, you got your security with you? No. My burrito maker. That's so weird. That is beyond weird. Oh, Getting a burrito maker to a comedy club. I feel like I, I hope that's just some weird news I saw that's totally fake. So no matter what happens with this Bill Cosby trial, because it's getting set to start. Heathcliff is my favorite dad. So yeah, I'm about to say, we, no. can we differentiate the two? Yes. No. no. Chris no, is not going to allow a game. Say it's yes. Done. Damn. I don't know. Maybe we should make that the verify. <laughs> that is. That is. I don't know. I mean. I mean, Cliff was a good dad. He was a great dad. It's, it's, I mean, yes, is it weird now to see him, like, have beverages with certain actresses on episodes? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's awkward, but... Uh, uh, and by the way, you want to talk about something that also splits the community? Hennessy, 1738, splits the black community. Typical. You'd expect that, to split the community. 1738. But Bill Cosby... Bill Cosby has split the community. The community, uh, I think older the generations. Community, the community should just be on one side of that. I concur, but a lot of people are like, "Hey, he was going to buy NBC <laughs> back in the '80s." So this is a whole setup. This is all these white women coming back from the day trying to set them up. A lot of people believe that. There, I mean, there's an element where you could have someone wrongly accused, absolutely, and then if you have racial undertones to something, I could see where initially you would examine further. But I think at this point, it's looking pretty, pretty bleak, and you have to abandon those sometimes very essential critiques of a situation in this particular situation. Very true. So I know. Well said, Chris. It is very well, well said. I know. We're, I, 
I got it, guys. We're almost short on time, and I know we're running. So we, I want to do a quick what you doing then to that. Oh, what you doing? Thank you. So what you doing if you meet a girl? Hypothetically, if you meet a girl. No, not what you doing. What you doing if you meet a girl? So hypothetically, if you meet a girl. No. So wasn't what you doing going to be like, hey, so-and-so. It is a real-life situation. Illinois drivers, get out of the left lane. What you doing? And then we tell three stories about how (laughs) Illinois people can't drive in the damn Highway 40. All right, cool. All right, so what you doing if you are driving down the street and you see Bill Cosby on the seat on the side of the road? Hypothetically, you would be driving. <laughs> what you doing when you see Bill Cosby? Uh, what you doing? Thank you. I would say that. <laughs> You're so hey, Bill! I'd ask for a picture. No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I wouldn't ask. And then I would act like I was passed out in the picture, <laughs> and it would get a ton of retweets. Terrible. It would get a ton of retweets. <laughs> Not funny. What if we? What if I? What if I hip checked him? What if I hip checked? Don't him? physically hurt Bill Cosby. I think I, I think I can. Just chastise him. What? Like, oh, like yell bad words at him? Uh, maybe throw some Jello at him. <laughs> That's probably the best you can do. Throw some hold Jello. Him, at hold him. Him. kids say the darndest things. I did. It was great. What do you think those kids are thinking these days? I don't know. What you doing? What'd you do to my mom? <laughs> what you- what you do to my mom? What you do? Terrible. To my mom? Hey, Travis. Let's or do Dad. We're a progressive show. No, we're not. <laughs> Trev, what's your uh, favorite segment of the day? My favorite segment of any day is, is fair or foul. This is a segment where we give it to the people. Award-winning Wally. Fair or foul. Hey, for today's Fair or Foul, you get $10 to Southtown Pub. We're partners of theirs, and we're excited to give you the opportunity to enjoy food and beverage mm-hmm. and the like. And if you're looking for an event space, rustic room, all kinds of great places that you can check out at Southtown Pub. Southtown Pub! Today's boom, boom. topic, kids... Getting told your mama jokes or being hurled your mama insults by high school coaches, Travis. Oh, boy. You ready for this? Let's find out what's fair or foul. Prize goes to the winner. What do we have here? We will start off with the great KFB. Foul. Stop trying to befriend young kids, Travis Sandusky. (laughs) Foul. Your mama jokes are not respectful. We are trying to mold these young men. Into upstanding citizens, first and foremost. The best way to do that is with your fist, of course. Drop a pass, <laughs> one to the gut, mouth off during practice, a shot to the mouth. Beat them up and build them up is my coaching motto. Don't like it? Meet me at the flagpole after practice. Kankles. I like Kankles. I like Kankles with the Hazel Ease. Fair. Fair. Child should be berated whenever possible. Children should be berated whenever possible. They need to know that this world is cruel and no one will ever care about them and support them. It builds character. When I coached CYC soccer, I would tell jokes like this one. <laughs> knock, knock, who's there? You're adopted because your real mother was oh. not good. Uh, there was an edit on the fly. She was like that. Break the children all the way down so then you can mold them to play the system of soccer you want. And then capitalism can mold them into underappreciated, underpaid pawns for the cold corporate globalist world in the future. Prepare them for the, <laughs> the game, but more importantly, prepare them for life. Who's that from, Trev? That's got to be from Barnhart. That's for Brawler. Um, another one coming in. Fair. F those kids. Smiles and hugs. 
DTL. DTL is on money. Uh, <laughs> foul. All high school level coaches are to be assumed sexual predators based on their job. <laughs> Jesus Thus, Christ. anything they do is foul. Sorry if you have a connection with a former coach, but he is most likely a molester. Your best friend, Tony Dow, celebrity. <laughs> okay. One, <laughs> one final fair foul. <laughs> Making mama jokes at the expense of high school students is foul. We need to keep verbal abuse out of the high schools and ensure they remain safe spaces for the purposes <laughs> for which the kids come to school in the first place. Intellectual, social, and cultural development, creative and athletic pursuits, the purchase and sale of narcotics, premarital sex, and gunplay from Yale Hollander. That's today's Fair or Foul, guys. Fair or Foul. Gainsy, who are you going with? I thought they all all were terrible. Um, <laughs> KFB, I'll give it to because I think he was on to something with Travis's intentions. Okay. Trav, do you have a, a winner? I also have KFB. Wow! KFB, your winner of a weak pool of entrants. I didn't think they were too bad. Gain's not a fan. No. Bring it better tomorrow, guys. We need to... Let's do... We'll do a big prize tomorrow. I think Travis needs to go to lunch with somebody for a prize. Oh, man. If you can assist. Yeah. Uh, Mike Lee's Space Bar. Trav, have you forgiven me yet, boo? I have. You threw a wrench into this entire morning show today, and we have been a step behind ever since. Gain stays up to three in the morning working on these rundowns, and you just let it go to hell. But I do forgive you, and I miss you, and I love you. <laughs> Great show today, everybody. Thanks to Peyton behind the glass, to the rhino in his nest. Thank you, sir. Mr. Michael Gaines, 100% today. I think there wasn't a question there. <laughs> you have a question. What are you talking about? Wonderful work today by Michael Gaines. Travis, uh, you and I did okay. We got Brian Stahl up next for all your sports updates. Maybe he'll get into some wrestling. Big fan of Stella. You guys should check him out. He's on for the next hour. Uh, big thanks, everybody. Download the show. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us. That helps us out a ton. We've got the Uncensored Podcast. That will drop today as well, all three hours from today's show from St. Louis Live up for download. Big thanks to everybody for sponsoring, listening, and uh, sticking with us every day. We'll back tomorrow, 7 a.m. wish you much sex in your life. Hey everybody, this is friend of the show, Rafe Williams. Thanks for listening to St. Louis Live. For past content, events, and uncensored We Are Live podcasts, Check out WeAreLiveRadio.com. It's good for you.